Because I was like, I'm like, dude, Anakin Skywalker <laughs> walked into a room full of children who trusted him. Yeah. Turned on a lightsaber and butchered them. episode is sponsored by Jameson Whiskey. <laughs> Jameson Stout Edition. Whiskey finished in craft beer barrels. Tremendous. Have we been recording this whole time? Tremendous. This is going to be the best episode we've ever recorded. Well, I was, well, I wanted, you know what, I would, uh, there's something I, I see, like, recurring in, in other people's podcasts. I love listening to other podcasts. I, that's all I do. I don't re- hardly ever listen to music anymore. Is this official? Are we really on right now? Yes. Okay. It's been for a while. Um, all right. But there, there's this, like, soft intro that, you know, is like I, I don't know. I I seen a couple people do it, and if it's done right, it's like wow, that's so fucking cool. Almost like a, you know how like beginning of the Lord of the Rings, there's that like little uh-huh. intro. It's like oh, it just gets you right yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, you think that what we've just been doing for the past five minutes is like doing it well? You'd call absolutely, it that? absolutely not. No, no okay, but that's good. but that's what makes. Good. I want to make sure we're on the same page. But that's what makes it good. It's <laughs> it has to be bad to be good. Yeah, yeah. And you're like oh, and then the theme music starts, and you're like oh, okay, here we I go. See. We got an awesome theme song now, by the way. We got to start doing this on YouTube so people can see your dance that goes along with the theme song. Because oh, that is it's, spectacular. It's, it's, it's powerful music. You, you, it's you, a powerful if, dance. If you don't move to that music, then it's something you're just not human. You're, you're not the kind of person I want to have in my life. You're just not human. You're like a Sith. Absolutely. Yeah. More machine now than man. Twisted and evil. <laughs> so what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta welcome people back to the page. I got a whole thing I do, and then all right, yeah, it's after do, the music and do your thing. I'll edit out all the bad stuff. Oh no, that'll be good. Oh no. Oh yes. All right, well, uh, <laughs> welcome back to the path of action, I guess. <laughs> Tonight's show is sponsored by. It's not sponsored by, but we're drinking Jameson Stout Edition whiskey finished in craft beer barrels. It's a product of Ireland. It's delicious. I'm about to take a, a sip of this hair, too. I'm going to try it myself. This little tug. <sighs> Tasty. Yeah, it's just... It, it burns like the devil, but it's like smooth at the same time. Smooth at the same time. It's so good. Jameson Stout Edition, whiskey finished in craft beer barrels. It's been quite a long time uh, since we've done an episode. I feel like a liquor store near you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done an episode, and uh, this tonight's uh, theme was inspired by I was having a conversation with a with a good friend of mine, and I've been noticing I don't know if you have a lot lately either, but there's a lot of people. Uh, I'll be talking to friends of mine who are what do you call it white, uh, usually like very <laughs> usually very well off, you know, you know like middle middle of the life sort of situation, you know white white fellows. It's always fellows. And they're they're yeah. very upset and angry about um, uh, you know things like you know like critical race theory and you know I've heard a lot of uh, talk about the schools are trying to teach their children to hate themselves 
and to hate white people and to hate America, you know. And I had this uh, the conversation I was having with my friend was talking about a friend of friend of hers who was saying these very similar things about how, you know, these people hate, you know, America and hate white people, and they're trying to teach their kids that, and mm, yeah, you know, this idea that uh, that means that you know you hate, uh, you know, America and yourself. I I don't hate white people or America. I like I like both of those things mm. um, pretty well. I am one and the other at the yep. same time. I am an American, an American white cisgendered male. <laughs> and I don't hate I don't hate those things. I, I'm happy about both of them. But I also mm. can acknowledge um, that you know we did have slavery. And, um, you know, we did commit genocide on Native Americans. And I say we because I would also like to say we put a man on the moon and we won World War II and we defeated the Nazis and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But the realization I had, and that's the thing I kind of want to talk about a little bit, you know, is put in there is I, as we were having the conversation, it really dawned on me that the people that really hate the white man and America are, are those people <laughs> like they hate themselves so much that they can't even, even talk about it. And I, it's a subconscious hatred. Yes. But they're banning books and not allowing schools to talk about things that happened in history hmm. because it makes them so uncomfortable and angry. Yeah. Because of stuff that, you know, they did and they don't like, nobody's going to like that. They did. I say, I'll say, I'll say it. We did stuff that we did. My culture, my people did that. And they don't want to hear that. (laughs) You know? Absolutely not. So. And I I just think, I think people have a different diameter definition of we. You know, I can, certainly I didn't do that nefarious, super evil shit back then. Mm -hmm. You certainly didn't. But. But I also, I wasn't on the beaches of Normandy either. Right. Correct. <laughs> you know? And exactly. I am TJ Miller, but I'm also part of this collective right. America. You know? Exactly. That's, it's at some point, like you have to take responsibility for it. Right. Whether you're not whether or not you did it. You mm-hmm. you can you ha- you can say, yeah, we, we did that. Right. And but understanding simultaneously that like, yes, you personally didn't do that stuff, but but we did. You have to think big picture. It's and like, we're that's the sorry. reason we're here. <laughs> right? If, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the yeah. things that I, that I, in, that, you know, the things that we enjoy, <laughs> you know, and uh, based on partially, like, you know, who we were fortunate enough enough to be, hmm. you know, we're, we're pasty white boys from, you know, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and there's, a, you know, it's a different kind of life experience. Um, but that's the thing is like things can't get uh, better unless you look at at the problems and there are still issues based on that stuff that that you know we did and I'm gonna keep talking about it that way um, as mm-hmm. a collective uh, throughout the course of this you know stuff that we did uh, yeah. there are still ramifications from that and it's not about hating yourself to me it's always about trying to get better and you know, fix the problems and like aim for a better place. You know, I think that's one of the things with, uh, the, the constitution, you know, is a, is a really cool document 
that has allowed us to have a lot of conversations. I don't think that the guys who made it necessarily thought about the ramifications of, you know, like, you know, women voting and black people voting and black people being free and that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But yeah. they wrote this thing in such a way, whether intentional or not, that it allowed the conversations to happen. And there's, uh, there's positives of it too. But you can also acknowledge the other side of things as well, you know? And that's, that's very uncomfortable for people. 100%. You know? Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson is, is one of my favorite, you know, philosophers oh. from that time. But he did some horrific things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and you got to acknowledge and look at all of those things. You know, it's, it's really a... Yeah, totally. And you can... <clears throat> You know, it's something that could be learned in today's political climate is that, you know, you could you could despise somebody for 75% of their views, but, but then all of a sudden, one day you'd be like, oh, you'll hear him say something about this thing or he or she, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can agree with him on that thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That doesn't mean you agree with everything else. That right. doesn't mean that you're advocating for everything else. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you, you know, that you're all of a sudden on their team. Yeah. It's like, it's... It's about the ideas. I, I often wonder about like the, like the people that wrote the Constitution and are like, what was in their head? Did they really know? Like, did they read like exactly what they wrote? Like, yeah. what was the context in their heads of how they mm -hmm. were reading that? Yeah. Because at, at the time that, you know, we're writing the Constitution and signing it into law, breaking away from Great Britain, it's like, we still have slave owners. <laughs> like, lots yeah. of people on that list that signed that document were slave owners. So it's like, did all men are created equal, but yet... Yeah, they said that. They said all men are created equal, right? Yeah. They didn't say all white men are created equal. That's kind of what they meant. Yeah. You know, at the time. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is it's so weird, like, for me, um, talking to people who are in that kind of mind frame. And I understand how it can be uncomfortable, you know, because you don't want to feel, you want to feel good about your country, right? Yeah. And I actually do, in a lot of ways, oh, yeah. feel good about... It's, it's one of the best ones that's ever been, <laughs> you know, um, the fact that we can have this podcast and talk about this stuff is, is really cool. There's a lot of really cool stuff, but when you don't acknowledge the bad stuff, you know, it's weird. I think it's that whole thing with people try to make the Confederacy not about slavery in yeah. their minds, right? hundred percent. And then, you know, saying things about how these guys weren't really fighting to keep slavery, you know, it was this thing. And, and, and there's that sort of idea, like, a lot of the people who are... I watched the Dukes of Hazard, you know, I, I had the General Lee. I liked that flag a lot. And in my young mind, yeah, it was, you know, being like, a rebel is cool, you know, I'm against the system and all those kinds of stuff. And there's this whole, like, rebel sort of thing that we think about. We don't... It's very similar to what we were talking about in some of the stuff that will hopefully get edited out at the beginning of this. But, um, <laughs> you know, you have this very vast contingent of people who are all about, like, the Sith, you know? And that drives me up the wall, <laughs> you know? Because it is sort of edgy and, you know, they're, you know, doing their own thing and bucking the system. But to me, it always comes back to the fact that Anakin Skywalker walked into a place with a bunch of kids that trusted him and turned on a lightsaber and butchered them and yeah. there's nothing you can do that's going to come back from that for me 
Yeah. I'm not joining that team. <laughs> right. You know, no matter how cool some of their little philosophy things are <laughs> that I might agree with. Yeah. And how bad the Jedi are at, at relationships. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Um, High divorce rate. Of so, course, but. And, but we forget. And we try to, so then we try to sugarcoat these things because we don't want to talk about it because it is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? Um, family member of mine died who I loved very much. And my mom found the clan robes in the, in the attic. Mm. You know? I still love that guy. He was still great to me, but... Yeah, he's friends with this guy over here. Yeah, exactly. Who also uh, had robes. Yeah. So... Yeah, so we come, we come from literal clan members. Right. To put, it, to put this yes. in perspective. Now, yes. Yes, we're pasty white people, but like we came from like the worst possible roots of <laughs> yes. those people that you could possibly imagine, and yet most of the people in my family, most of the people in your family, if not all, you know, very, very few exceptions across the broad spectrum... We're decent people, you know. Right. What I mean? So yeah, you know, but I could lie about it. I right. could say that they didn't find it, and that's what people try to do. People in yeah. our hometown yep. try to pretend our hometown is not racist. Yeah, that's okay. Crazy. And I know that crazy. I did, and I'm sure, and I can ask you because you're sitting here that you heard the N word a lot. Oh God! At yes. the table, I said it. We said it when we were kids, right? right. From this guy, from this guy over here, right? I heard it repeatedly. Yeah. So, <laughs> to pretend that that wasn't the case is lying to yourself. And if you want to try to get better at stuff, you've got to acknowledge the bad stuff and get past it. It doesn't mean that the whole experiment is awful. But, and again, I think a lot of it is like self-loathing, <laughs> you know? Because you want to pretend the place you came from isn't that thing. Oh, you know, I, oh, I totally yeah. get that. And that, that's what I mean by this whole thing. I think a lot of the anger about school systems talking about slavery or, you know, the things that are systematic racism. We're always, I feel like, pretending that it used to be a thing, but it's not anymore. Right. And we just should stop talking about it. We got to stop talking about it because that's that's how it was. But why does everybody keep talking about it? Yeah. Right. Because it's a it's a problem. <laughs> you know, it's a systemic problem for yeah. sure across and, multiple areas. It's right. The prison system, the, the mm -hmm. judicial system. My God, right. it's 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 it's. You look at the statistics. It's 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 literally undeniable. Right. And I don't I don't hate white people. Right. What I really don't like is white people trying to pretend that there aren't any problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that there never has been, it's not their fault, people should just shut up because everything's great now, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, I just think what a tremendous uh, opportunity of perspective, not having been those people that committed that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the same skin colors as people, we may have the same lineage as some of those people, we certainly had the lineage of some of those fucking people. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> but... To, to be far enough removed from it, knowing that, like, yeah, okay, but that was that's what happened. They did that. Yeah, I'm related to them, but I'm not them. I'm a completely different person. Yes, generations and cultures changed and years have gone by. 100%. But what an opportunity to look at, uh, far enough removed so, you're not, so you really don't have to be uncomfortable because you didn't do it. But to look at, at that and say, like, well, this is people are capable of this. Like, under the certain circumstances, people can be pushed to this right. point and get, and get twisted to crazy views and and do crazy stuff to act on it. It happens all the time. One other, another thing weird about this too, and I want to just point this out right now, is like 
we're we're too again we we've said it, we're two pasty white guys from New Jersey. So yeah. us having this conversation is weird too because we don't completely yeah. have the perspective of you know people. And I do want to acknowledge that. Like I don't completely understand the perspective of you know my female friends, oh, God, no. my black friends, no. you know my Hispanic friends. You know they have a completely different experience than me. And I'm also willing to listen to them and acknowledge when I'm addressing the thing wrong, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of that in this too. This is probably gonna be a really uncomfortable podcast for people to listen to, but, um, <laughs> it, fuck it, the world's coming to an end anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it. it's possibly true. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of the other thing that happens is, um, you know, if we just lived in, if we just got some, you know, some, some comfortable job and just kept living in our neighborhood uh, without leaving home and not getting out into the world and see. I've traveled around a lot and met a lot of people and seen a lot of different places and traveled mm. with people of many ethnic backgrounds and, you know, been around people doing that. So I can see it, but I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people who are in, like, you know, comfortable situations have a really hard time empathizing. I guess it's like empathizing, you know, cause I know, I know people who, who don't completely understand, uh, the police stuff from the perspective of like, you know, John Williams, I've driven around with him the country and it's a different experience for him driving around the country than it is for me, you know, cause he's a, he's a black man in America. He said that, Yeah. but I know a lot of people too, who don't leave home very much. And for them, whenever the cops show up, it's a good thing, you know? And it is, you know, like for them, it's because they called them or when they showed up, but you know, for, it's not for everybody. Like for some people, it's a, it's a dangerous, scary situation. Um, yeah. So, 100%. but that's an empathy thing. It's like understanding that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's, this is a documented fact that like during the 1980s, Especially, there was like this big movement by white supremacists. They started joining police forces and the military mm -hmm. to get training to, you know, to do whatever the hell they would have planning to do. But right, but that was like a concerted thing that happened. There's loads of racists in the military. There's loads of racists that are cops. Yeah, and there's loads of them that aren't. I think the vast majority aren't. But mm -hmm. that element is still there. And, there yeah. and this systemic. I mean, to deny there's systemic racism in the United States is like literally the dumbest thing. At like, it, it's yeah, so, yeah, but I think it, I think so it, obvious. I think it comes from a place of, uh, you know, fear and probably embarrassment mm. too. You know, yeah, and that's that's why I think the term privilege is so hard for people is because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean that you didn't. People think it means you did what you got, what you got because you're white or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not what it means. It's just, you know, to me, it's just simply, it's a different experience for me driving across the country than it is for, for John. There's things that he yeah. will have to go, oh, there are things that yeah. he will have to go through that I, I will never have to go through. You don't even think you about know? it. And yeah. it's the same thing, uh, you know, for the women who work at the Renaissance Fair. They deal with so much stuff that I will never have to deal with. Oh, God, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. Just for the fact that they're women, you know? Yeah. Um, and I can't pretend to completely understand their perspective on it. Like, I'm saying this particularly from the, you know, from the perspective of a, you know, uh, a white guy who grew up in middle-class America. 
you know, so I've seen stuff and talked to them, but again, you know, I would like to acknowledge that, you know, I'm a white dude talking about this, you know, so I can't completely oh, yeah. get it. Yeah, and I'm, and, I'm sure there's, <laughs> but, and I'm sure there's people in every community, however you want to break that down, that, uh, that maybe have been in their own little bubble, mm-hmm. whatever it is based on race or ethnicity or background or income, whatever that, you know, or region of the country, whatever might not understand a perspective of uh, someone from somewhere else. So like, mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, like you said, you're, the traveling is super important. That's what I, that's the one good thing about the military is they could force people from all over the country, all different backgrounds and ethnicities all together. And you just had to like work together. You had to, right. you had to be a team mm-hmm. or you weren't, none of you were going to make it. Yeah. So if, you know, and travels kind of does the same thing. It forces you in a situation where you yeah. interact with people from all different backgrounds and, areas of the country and ethnicities and languages and I think helps with empathy just just that alone yeah being out being a, being around people who are different than you is definitely you yeah because because you because you, you you see all the things you have in common mm-hmm. you don't like if someone's rude to you you're gonna be like oh you dick you don't care what skin color there is if they're rude they're rude if, if right. they're super nice they're cool if you vibe with that person then it's you're not you don't even see the what it, like their backgrounds cool they're different from you it's like oh interesting like oh what you know, if they're from a different country or something, they you know it can tell some cool stories. But it's once you like interact with the person, like you just you don't you see past it. It's like it doesn't even matter what their right. color is or what language they speak or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you realize people are people. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing. Like I said, that was the main the main situation was that just kind of realization. It's like oh, there's something about themselves that they don't like or want to work look at so much so that they have to to ban it and not make people talk about it sometimes to the point of of violence you know you yep. look at these school board meetings that are happening right now <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's crazy it's it's insane the idea that we have never done anything wrong and that you don't want you know your kids to hear about that that's that's you not liking something about yourself, <laughs> you know, so yeah. much so that you got to cover it up. My family member had to hide the robes in the attic, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, that kind of says it all. Yeah. And you can you can make the argument of okay, let, let's not throw this at him too young. You can you know set an age limit. Oh, we'll start teaching it in high school or eighth grade or seventh grade or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah, you know, let's not start talking to a you know a seven year old about Indian massacres and stuff <laughs> like <laughs> scalping and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. all that. Like, mm-hmm. you can make that argument. Okay, let's 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 wait till they're a little older to hit yeah. them with that. But like, it's that stuff happened. It's documented. You can, there's no escaping it. It's right. there's proof is everywhere. <laughs> so I don't see the point in wasting on this energy and ignoring what took place because I, I just don't think I don't think the country will ever be what it could be. If that stuff is never acknowledged, right, and and just put the put the rest, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating times we live in. There's a Chinese uh, curse. I think we talked about it. The uh, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think we definitely have that situation going on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and then, uh, we'll come back and we'll, you know, I don't like to come to the table with no, 
just bringing up the problem without having some solutions. Oh, so sweet. We'll, we'll fix it when we come back. We'll fix everything. Two pasty white boys from New Jersey. <laughs> we'll, uh... <laughs> we need to fix all that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, we'll be right back after this uh, word from our sponsor. Welcome back. I just realized this is episode one of season two. It's exciting. That was that was surgically planned out, actually. That's not just because we realized we haven't done a podcast since December. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first half of this episode will make all my uh, conservative friends hate me. So I think we should uh, take the second half to make all my liberal friends hate me. Um, okay. Sounds I have good. a wide array of... Uh, <laughs> Traveling and doing the things I do, I have a very wide array of friends. Mm. And they all like me okay, I mean, before they hear this. Um, so they'll, you know, they'll talk to me, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, the only way I say that is because, you know, we talk about this stuff uh, in the last part about how people are uh, tend to be scared to talk about any negative or bad things that America has done. That tends to be my sort of right-leaning friends who have that sort of opinion. You should never talk about... You know, don't tell their kids that, like, slavery happened or, you know, Native American genocide or, you know, anything that we ever did in Central America to people or, you know. So, but what I've seen on the, uh, from my other friends is because, you know, I talk, I talk to those, I talk to those people who have those opinions. The opinions that we just talked about in the last episode. Hmm. And people I know who think like that are very good friends of mine, right? So, sometimes when I have these conversations and talk about it to some of my more left-leaning friends they're mortified that I even like talk to them, you know? Yeah. So you're not supposed to, and I said, well, what do you, what do you want to happen? Because that's 20 to 30% of the population. So what do we, what do you want to do? I mean, do you want to put them in a camp? Because that sounds like what you don't like about the other team. Right. Um, and there's this sort of idea that they should just yeah. be sort of ostracized or whatever. And I just, I don't, I don't, one of the things I do have <laughs> that uh, helps me talk to people, the fact that I'm a uh, you know pasty white guy like them, I'm able to sort of have the conversation sometimes. It's like a thing I can do. And mm. it's because it's not as close to me, um, yeah. I'm able to have the conversation and not have it shut me down. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of, uh, it's, it's very close to the vest for, for some people who are, you know, people of color, who, you know, have a child who might get stopped and shot on a police stop. So they can't have that conversation in a calm way with somebody who's telling them that, that that's not true, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm able to have conversations, but like I said, a lot of my, my friends who are kind of on the left are like, well, you, just, you just shouldn't talk to them, right? <laughs> but, I mean, my hope is that you can, you know, change some minds and and get people to start if we want to make things better you're gonna to have to find a way to get through to more people and you can't do that just by telling them that they're evil and, and <laughs> racist and yelling at them and ostracizing them um, yeah and the two things that that keep me doing that are uh, I was uh, listening to NPR and uh, more than two things, but two, two big things. And they were interviewing the daughter of the head of the Westboro Baptist Church, right? Mm. She was their PR guy. She ran their social media accounts for them, wow. right? About all these horrific, horrific stuff. And she said she had 
constant death threats. Thousands of people a day told her that she was of the devil and she was going to hell. And what that did was reinforce to her that she was doing God's work. Right. But yeah. there were like two or three people who would engage with her in conversation and not just yell at her and be like, hey, you know, you're saying this thing, but isn't it true that, you know, your Bible says this thing in this verse? Like, what do you think about that? And it took a while, but it, she eventually got out oh, because yeah. of those people wound up marrying one of the guys who was having the conversations with her, you know, yeah. genuinely became a better person who realized stuff was wrong. And it wasn't because of the people who were ostracizing her and doing that. And the other yeah. one is uh, Kwame Bell, who has a show, United Shades of America, where he goes and uh, he's, a, he's a black comedian. <laughs> and he goes and has conversations with, like, clan members and stuff and just sits down and talks to them. Yeah. You know, not yelling at them, but trying to get their perspective, right? And he has in his closet the robes of like 12 grand wizards of the KKK. Not like my family member who just had them, but because they right. gave him, them to him because they couldn't do it anymore after meeting him. So if you can change the mind of those people by having conversation with them, then, you know, the guy who's a little mad because, you know, they told his kids that we had slavery in America, you know, you might be able to get through to some of those people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of um, Daryl Davis, the uh, the jazz musician that uh, got approached, like, after a show one day at a bar somewhere, like, got approached by some, like, clan member dude and, uh, you know, and started talking to the guy. And he, he this guy was, like, the, the clan member was, like, shocked that this guy engaged with him was, like, totally was cool with him just start talking was polite very well spoken was a talented musician you know uh and and they struck up a friendship and it turns out like he got that guy to give up his clan robes and like actually over the years i think he's he's gotten like 200 clan members to turn over their robes yeah. and and leave the group and quit because he engaged with them and talked to them and, and just yeah prove to these people that like oh yeah like all black people aren't bad like I, you know like these, these people just never had any they were like indoctrinated with this crazy, super mm -hmm. like you know uh, like extremist right wing shit and racism, but never actually interacted with a, with, a, with a black person. Right. So like once that happened, they were like, oh shit, this guy's cool. He plays a piano in a band and stuff. He's like, yeah, cool shit. And a lot of it is and... a lot of it is ignorance, you know. And a lot of it 100%. is if you're taught that from people who raised you and you trust and who fed you and love you. It's, it's hard to break through that. It doesn't mean, but that's, that, that's why, you know, I use those two examples. Because if you can change the mind of, like, the head of social media for the Westboro Baptist Church and some grand wizard of the KKK, the people I'm talking about aren't, you know, racist who hate black people or hate Jewish people, right? They'll yeah. have, yeah. you know, they'll have people of color over to their house. And we'll hug them and love them and you know um that doesn't mean there's not some lingering like racist ideas in there mm -hmm. they're more subconscious right but like yeah. i said if you can change the mind of a grand wizard of the kkk who is just proud and happy of their racism <laughs> you know um yep. then you know conversation and it might even if it's one out of ten people that you get to even if it's one out of a hundred if it's one dude <laughs> you know 
who has some kind of realization and realizes that maybe there's you know a problem with the way of thinking they have, then then it's worth it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so I do think we have to engage with each other, and I think for people too, like people who might hear this and are mad about the fact that, um, you know, because we're kind of doing the same thing, we're acknowledging bad stuff that America's done. Yeah. Just just to relax for a minute, because there's so I, I, there's so many people, especially to me, it feels like <clears throat> on the right side of things, there's so much like pent up anger about stuff and they're just just angry <laughs> you know um yeah you know what the, the 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 sad irony of that is probably a lot of that anger stems from the fact that like we're we're just getting continuously further and further squeezed by our government who is keeping people polarized and with this two-party polarized system it's it's red or blue it's this or that this guy or that guy it's this tribalist, it's, it's like this binary two thing, two ideas, two opposing ideas. And it's boiled down to that. It's not about ideas or policy or anything like that. It's like this team versus this team. And it, it almost reinforces that mindset. It's like us, them, you know what I mean? So like if someone's not in our like group of friends, it's like, ooh, who's that motherfucker? It's like you, automati you automatically like yeah, this, they said that with the, um, per I the think... person is not within your like circle. And it's sometimes it's based on race, sometimes it's based on... You know, it's different things. But. More to me is the social media stuff. You know, like if you watch, oh, totally. everybody should watch The Social Dilemma. I keep talking about it, I think, on this podcast, but it's it's the problem because people who, you get fed stuff you believe all the time on social media because of the algorithms. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. But, yeah. So, yeah, but like I said, from the people, the people I know who are, are more on the, the right side of things are, are very just just angry right now <laughs> and if you could just breathe for a second and really think about stuff like just because you're angry about it doesn't mean that the thing isn't true like for example you can't pretend that we didn't own slaves in this country <laughs> right and just saying that will make people mad and to me that goes back to that thing about like yeah because they don't want to want it to be true we have done a good job that for the most part in this country we're at a point where People don't want to be racist, right? So yeah. when people get called racist, it makes them very mad because they know that's a bad thing. Now, some of their ideas are racist, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't, I don't, they don't actively think that they are, right? They, and they don't want it to be. So that makes them very angry and gets their haunches up about stuff to the point of, like I said, you're like, yeah, you know, we had slavery in this country. What you'll get is a, a some kind, like there's this, like the hackles go up and like a defense will come out. Yeah. Because I said we had slavery in this country. So there's going to be start being this justification and, you know, explaining either, you know, well, everybody was doing it or like there's, but there's, as opposed to just ignore, it's, it's, it's weird and it's a totally different level of stuff. So it's kind of weird to equate it, but like, I see it in, uh, you know, when I'm teaching class and I tell somebody like, hey, keep your hands up. Instead of just putting their hands up, they'll start telling you how they had their hands up and I did that and why are you, you know, I mean, it's this defensive, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. when you've got a coach, you should just listen to the coach. That's why they're there. They're there to coach you. And that's one of the main things I've been trying to impress upon my students lately. And I try to do this with myself too. Um, 
it's keep your hands up is not an attack. Right. It's I just see that your hands are down. Like I you're not a bad person, you know. On the contrary, it's reminding you of defense. Right. Now, in some ways it's it's bad fighting, I guess, right? Cuz you could get punched in the face like that, right? But you're not a bad person. It's just the fact of the matter is you presently just had your hands down. <laughs> right. Right? It's not any kind of thing except me. I'm being your mirror in the moment to help you get better. Yeah. And that's what it is to me too saying we we committed genocide on native americans. To pretend that did not happen is lying to yourself and you can't get better. And I guess that is actually as I say it I think it is a better analogy than I thought of in the first place because it's it's that kind of thing. And it is true. I never whipped a slave. Right. Right? TJ Miller, I would not do that. Right. <laughs> right? I would not try to own another human. I think it's horrible and reprehensible. Yeah. But you know, I had family members who were in the clan. So yep. <laughs> to to not acknowledge that either doesn't help me make the society better. Like we can do better, <laughs> you know, yeah. as yeah. a people. But that's only if we acknowledge stuff. And you don't have to get bent out of shape about it or feel like you're under attack. You know, you can feel some shame about it. Like, I feel some shame about stuff that, you know, white people have done over the years. And, and sorrow and, and, you know, you know uh, remorse. And I can say I'm, I'm sorry, you know, that happened, yeah. <laughs> you know, to people based on stuff that my ancestors did, you know. Yeah. So, and I think, I think that's the main thing to me is, and, and it, it, that hurts me too. The fact that we can't have honest conversations anymore about things that are very important for us to get to the bottom of, you know, these are things yeah. that are, are still boiling in the country and, you know, and that a lot of times are ready to burst and more ready to burst now than they have been for a long time. And if we don't talk about it, then there's going to be civil war in this country. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to find something else to do about it. Yeah. Cause yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's, it's, and that's the whole point of bringing up things that happened in the past that might be negative. You just want perspective. You can, you know, take the information, do whatever you want with it. That's, mm -hmm. that's you. You have free will. You can, you can take that information and right. You come to realization that oh yeah wow that was horrible or oh yeah that was justified or whatever like you you come to your own conclusions but like if you don't if you don't have all the facts to begin with like you're just lost you know mm -hmm. you can you can you can sit there and praise like George Washington for instance and like, oh my god yeah like he was an incredibly successful general that won a war with like no soldiers and no food hardly any ammo <laughs> freezing to death and somehow beat like the biggest empire on the planet at that point. But he also had teeth in his head that were taken from slaves. How those teeth ended up out of the slave's head and into his, I don't want to know. Probably not something good. You know what I mean? And, and, and these guys were slave owners. They were, like, in some ways, horrible people. Mm -hmm. Amazing general, yeah. I mean, he won the Revolutionary War, but... Still, like, a pretty... Like, a, like an asshole. Like, and it, it's the thing, though, too, is... And that's the whole, like, in the context of the time, right? Yeah. I don't know that if Thomas Jefferson was born now, he he couldn't have like it'd be a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah, true. In some ways, still a good man, product of his time, right? That's why to me, the people who are really the crazy, the crazy, awesome saint, good people, 
are the ones like the abolitionists, who in the middle of like the 1800s were out there speaking out against this thing, which was societally accepted. You know, yeah, that's the thing. But, you know, most people are a product of their culture and they go along with what the culture does. And that's kind of where, you know, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, Ben Franklin. Oh, pretty God. awesome, though, from what I can tell. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it com- compared to all of them, like saintly dude in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but again, and that to me, it doesn't make me, you know, think that. Thomas Jefferson, like, he's still an awesome person that in some ways we should revere, you know? Yeah. Because the stuff that he wrote allowed a lot of these things to eventually be said. It's like, hey, dude, you said all men are created equal. Yeah. What's going on? And then eventually people are like, well, why did you say men? Something to that, too. Maybe we should try to include, you know. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I mean, that that's sort of where I am with it is, you know, I think that, you know, we got to you, you have to acknowledge, uh, you know, the negative parts because we're not perfect. And if we're going to move towards, you know, our better angels or whatever you want to call it, you can only do that if you address the problems without fear. That's what real bravery is, is like looking at your darker side and, and trying to figure out how to be a better person, you know. Totally. I mean, there's that trite expression, you know, like, you know, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. I mean, it's, it's really true. Like, if you, don't, if you don't see how horrible humans can be like, under the right circumstances or the wrong circumstances, then you, you just you don't have proper perspective. Because it's very interesting, actually, that saying. This is a whole other another podcast topic, but I kind of realized that at some point about that saying. Um, we say those who don't remember their history are doomed to repeat it. But that's not really the real thing we do notice is because we've been remembering our history for a long time. We've been repeating the same dumb crap for. <laughs> so I don't know what people who don't remember their history does, but it seems like the real saying should probably just be like, "You're doomed to repeat the same stupid shit you've been doing all the time because you're humans and you suck, right?" Because we do. We write all this stuff down. We got history classes. We got statues. We got books. You know. Yeah, yeah but I mean, not really though. I mean, if you look, we're not your, acknowledging it. We're if, not doing it like we're doing now. If you look in your, <laughs> you if know? you look in the in the in most like high school history books you're gonna find a lot of bullshit oh absolutely a lot of propaganda uh-huh. yeah yeah like there's no doubt and that's the other thing that's the other bad thing about the internet too is is that it's so easy to either boost certain people to be seen by everybody or to just literally just eliminate somebody instantly that you are saying things you don't want to be right heard. yeah yeah you know i mean that's that's a thing too and mm-hmm. that's reinforcing these echo chambers and where people are just yeah hearing and, and rehearing and regurgitating <laughs> the same shit over and over again. And that's not, you know, like, if you look at the history of this country, like, no change happened because politicians are, like, super good people. Like, they're, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, real social change happened because the people got fed up and took to the streets and protested and just put their foot down. And then the politicians are like, oh, shit. So everybody's, like, the solidarity and they're like, oh, did, yeah. okay, now we have to listen. And that's when change happens. If everyone's all splintered and separated and not communicating with each other on the things they agree about ever, then, you know, it's just everyone's separated and just easier to manipulate, in my opinion. That's just my six and a half cents. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I don't know. Like, the, the people uh, the people protesting, there's, there's always a lot of people who disagree with them. <laughs> and throwing stones at them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, loosen dogs on them. So I don't know if it's completely, I don't know. 
anyway. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's my whole thing is I think we have to, uh, you know, start like having an honest look at ourselves without being so bent out of shape about it. Um, the most the most sensitive sensitive easily bent out of shape people I know are the ones who call other people snowflakes. <laughs> they are so just you can't say anything. Any, I tiptoe around those people because you never know what's going to make them like <laughs> sniffle and run into a corner. And you're not allowed to say anything to them because they're like, oh, my God. But then they'll tell you, say, like, there's sensitive snowflakes. You can't even blah, blah. It's like, yeah, dude, I don't know. They're not nearly as sensitive as you. You just you get mad at every. You can't say anything to you. I am so on eggshells talking to you because I never know what's going to make you mad. There's a lot of that going but, around. <laughs> so anyway, we'd like to thank you for being here with us on our first episode of season two. Uh, you know, we'll probably hit a kind of regular spurt here. And then uh, we'll probably disappear for eight nine months at some point in time um and the last thing i would like to say is uh america keep your hands up let's yeah. get better don't get punched in the face especially don't get punched in the face by the stuff that we did we did it we did it we did also, some horrible things don't punch yourself in the dick uh <laughs> I, I i mean i guess that's good advice um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great evening or day or whenever you're listening to this. And uh, send us some comments. Let us know what you're mad about from this uh, episode. I'm sure we said things incorrectly that are going to make people mad uh, at some point in time. Um, but you know what? I'm willing to acknowledge if I did a, a wrong thing. And if you can tell me about it, let's have a conversation. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Love each other. And... Before our next episode, try to find three things that you've done in your life that were not cool. And admit them. Even to yourself. You don't have to tell anybody. Like getting homework? That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're getting homework. We should start doing that as an assignment. Sweet. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. All right, everybody. We'll be back.